genre. Welcome to the Jay and Silent Bob Minute, where we are covering the movie Chasing Amy, one minute at a time. Today we are covering Minute 7, which is quite possibly the greatest Lando Calrissian minute ever. I'm Jeff Berry. And I'm Chris Thurkach. And I'm NBA All-Star Charles Barkley. Oh, man. I'm so glad for the seven people who watched the Clerks uh, animated series that got that reference. <laughs> Matt, Matt Thomas from Studio Red Man. Pleased to be here. Thank you for having me. No, our, one of our returning champions. I think you've been here for the other two. I don't know. For the last one. I was here for, yeah. for, um, for Mallrats. We had a great time. And, and thanks to you, now I know who Bill Burr is, and I started watching his show. His uh, F is for family or whatever it is. Great show. Fabulous. <laughs> That's a fantastic show. <laughs> I will put you through a fucking wall. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, go out there and watch F is for family. It's on Netflix. We are not being paid for this. <laughs> But if he wants to pay us, I mean, I will advertise it every episode. <laughs> we are not opposed to getting paid. Not at all. Uh, so this minute, minute seven, starts with an origin story. and ends with Hooper about to start another story. And that intro belies the kind of shenanigans that are going to go on in this minute. <laughs> sure does. Remember how we used to skirt around certain words that we've had to say up to this point? Well, guess what, everybody? We get to drop the big one this minute, Uh-oh. which we... We'll not be saying, because we're not crazy. No. Nope. Uh, our buddy Hooper, halfway through this minute, is going to drop the N-word. Yeah. Um, so it starts with, uh, I mean, if nobody gets the reference, it's an obvious Malcolm X reference to how he's doing it, mm-hmm. especially in the about 10 seconds in when it cuts close into his face, and he's talking straight down the barrel of the camera. <laughs> it's a one-for-one rip-off from Malcolm X, obviously straight down to him being quite militant. Yeah. Uh, but I do want to get into... This would have passed me over back in 1997, but it's painfully obvious now that his backstory is just Black Panther. It feels like that. I mean, it's close. It, it's it's close enough where it's like, oh yeah, he's from Africa. He's very technologically advanced. He were way ahead of us. Well, only difference um, is uh, Black Panther doesn't really hate white people. Seems to be a lot less racist. Although if you go back and read the 70s comics, not that okay, he was never racist, but it's like. Um, the problem with the 70s comics of Marvel, if you ever read them, um, even though it's great they have black characters and female characters, they're still all written by old white dudes. True, true, true. That's why all their names have black in the beginning of it, yeah. just so you know that they're black, yeah. And there's some weird jive dialogue. Yeah. <laughs> like, some 62-year-old man's like, well, so, uh, what do you think young black men say these days? Like, I think they say jive turkey. Oh, I think they do too, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> put you on turkey there. That sounds good. Put a lot of motherfuckers in there, too. They like that stuff. <laughs> oh, I like that. <laughs> That's one of my go-to words. <laughs> the best part is, he gives a thing about how, he's like, you European motherfuckers, there you go with motherfuckers, are all hiding in caves while they had an advanced civilization. Um, he is historically accurate. Like, there were civilizations in, like, Egypt that were, like, building pyramids and stuff. Oh, yeah. And, like, and, you know, everyone in Europe was, like, eating mud. <laughs> <laughs> the aliens built the pyramids, by the way, yeah. <laughs> Don't even start with that shit. <laughs> Didn't we do that last time? The aliens, the pyramids? <laughs> Did we really? I oh, think God, so. Oh, my God. <laughs> we, we talked about some sort of conspiracy. <laughs> oh, we probably got into conspiracy theories. That's possible. Yeah. Because I may have started talking about some of my favorites. Um, 
people always wonder, like, hey, how'd they build the pyramids? You know it's a great way to get shit built? If you, have, if you have an unending pool of labor yeah. and just the will to do whatever the fuck you want. Slave labor, and you just you, you beat them until they, they get the shit they yeah. done. That's what, exactly also, what they were doing. They act like the shit got built in two years. It, it took, like, 300 years to put it. Right. It didn't, aliens didn't drop those pyramids in the middle of the desert there. No way. <laughs> I don't know. I watched this um, documentary the other day called Stargate, and I'm pretty sure that's what happened. <laughs> <laughs> Kurt Russell has never led me astray. Oh, yeah, that was a great movie. <laughs> and then a very long TV series that I did not watch. Yeah, I, did. I saw a couple of those, but not too many. I like that movie, though. The movie was awesome. Alright, so we'll get into some of the deeper issues of this minute. Do you think black people are poorly represented in sci-fi fantasy, Chris? Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> That's as far as I'm going with that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a very it's yes. The answer is yes. I mean, I'm sure every minority, whether you know it's black or Arab or women, everybody, because you know who wrote all those things for the most part, white dudes. So white dudes. Yeah. you write. I mean, even if you're not being quote unquote racist, you write about who you are mostly. Right. You write about what you know. If you don't yeah. know the other side, then you know how do you how do you write it? And then, you, you know, if you do try to write about the other side, you run into certain things like Kevin does in this movie, where sometimes you write a little outside of your uh, purview. <laughs> and then you got to be careful. But um, I, I know before I answer this, I will sing Dwight Yule's praises, but he owns the hell out of the scene. He's on another level. Yeah. He's on the two clowns. Is there anyone else in this minute at all? You know, it's, yeah, it's him. And there is stuff cut out from this. If you look on the extras, there's more to this speech. Yeah. I mean, it makes it better the way they cut it, but oh, I, could watch, I could watch him actually give this speech for ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, part of me wouldn't like to watch the behind-the-scenes, or, like, you'd like to watch, like, two hours earlier when they were setting this shit up. Yeah. <laughs> of, like, okay, so here's what's going to happen. I'm going to say this, and then you yell out, oh, what a bunch of horse shit. What about Lando Calrissian? <laughs> I also love when they cut to the crowd that there's there's not there, there's not uh, one person that's not a white guy in this crowd that I've seen so far. Of course not. I mean, there, there's actually more women than what I would expect. Yeah, there's children. Oh. There's a kid in the back in the one yeah. row behind behind. Although, in our against again in our uh, long history of pointing out weird extras, extra right behind Ben Affleck's left shoulder. Okay. Um, he has like a flannel shirt on, would look like nothing underneath of it. <laughs> And a porn and, stash. And a porn stash. Yeah. He looks like he rolled into the wrong movie. <laughs> excuse me, Johnny Holmes, can you go over to the other movie? <laughs> yes, uh, excuse me, sir, you're on there. You're supposed to be fluffing next door. I don't know what you're doing here. <laughs> I was here for the he's even, he's even got like a fairly attractive redhead sitting next to him who does not look like she should be with him. She looks angry that they made her sit there. That's what and he's, he's got another girl on his other side. I, like, I want to go up to them and ask them both if they're okay. The girl <laughs> on the other side, I think, is like 14 years old. That's why I keep looking well, at her. She looks yeah, young. Jason, Jason Lee's blocking her, so thanks yeah. that I can't make a pedophile joke about that. <laughs> okay, so now let's pretend this wasn't a setup. And he brings up, oh, what about Lando Calrissian? Is this a good point or a bad point? Are we even allowed to say? <laughs> I mean, it is Billy D. Williams. Come on. Can't go wrong with Billy D. Can't go wrong. Yeah. I would argue. It, yeah, it's both. It is both a good and He's both making a point and proving Hooper's point. Now, 
the fact that you can single out one black guy is a bad sign. <laughs> that, like, he's the one black guy you can come up with. <laughs> I do have a thing that I noticed about Billy D. Williams, and I, I hate to say it because it's really bad, but um, up north here, we don't see the advertisements that they have down south. We live in New Jersey. I go to Florida a couple times a year, and on the way down there, if you stop in the gas stations, they still have cardboard cutouts of Billy D. Williams holding Colt 45. So they're saying they just don't update their stuff because that's like 1991. Is that what they're doing, or is that, or are they still getting him to take pictures down south? I have no idea. But I've seen it in more than one, more than one occasion. Well, you know, you can buy beer in like, uh, you know, CVS and Walmart and, and gas stations and everything. But I've seen it more and on more more than one occasion while I'm driving down there. Listen, there is no other reason to buy Colt 45 except Billy Williams is selling it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the problem is if Billy D. Williams is holding it, you probably should get a couple, couple bottles out of it. Yeah, and you're like, oh, I'm going to get a 40 or two of this. Fuck, Lando likes it. What the hell? <laughs> I went down there. I was, I was, was it like Georgia or something? I, I don't, I don't want to. I can't really remember. I think it was Georgia. On the way to Florida. And I think it was Georgia. I'm not sure. Anyway. Got out of the car like, at the gas station, went inside to go take a leak and get a pack of smokes. And I, I walked to the back, to the back of the store where the bathrooms are, and there's these like lotto machines, like gambling machines with all these crazy cats on them, and they were like looking at, you know, weird <laughs> stuff. And then I went, I went to take a leak at the whole bathroom. There was like water leaking from the ceiling and stuff. There was graffiti around the whole bathroom. Nice. And then when I came out, I went to go buy my pack of smokes. And this guy walks in with, like, three guns strapped to him and walks up to the cash, and I just, like, fucking backed away. You might have been in one of the sequels to The Hills Have Eyes. Yeah, I was like, you, you first, my friend. I've never seen that. I'm from Quebec, right? I don't, I've never seen... We don't have guns here, except for the police, right? So I've never seen someone oh. walking around with a bunch of guns, right? So I was, I was freaked out. And I'm, the, I'm, the, I'm not going back to Florida this year. Not with that python and alligator problem. Crocodile problem? No way. <laughs> We're not allowed to carry guns in New Jersey. But, yes, as you go down south, you start to see more and more people with them just, you know, out in the open. Yeah, in, in New Jersey, if you see a gun out, it, it's being used at that yeah. time. <laughs> like, especially, like, maybe you, a rifle and a shotgun, maybe, because, you know, that's hunting stuff. But, yeah, if you see a pistol out, you are involved in a robbery or a homicide. Yeah, I was ready to give over my wallet, man. I just kind of backed up and said, after you. And that's a, Florida, I will point out two states that are they're for their own thing. Florida and Texas are two of them. Florida is like the, it's like the dumber version of Texas somehow. Where, but you, that's the kind of stuff you'll see where like, it's not unusual to like walk in guys with like six guns on them. Yeah. But like, he's just the, the guy who lives down the street. And this is just what he does. And nobody else is bad an eye at it. It's like, ah, oh, it's just Fred. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fred likes to take his AK-47 out for a walk. It scared me. <laughs> I, I, love the, I love that we're one episode in this week and you've already offended Florida and Texas. <laughs> yes, and then the last time, the last time before that, I was at Florida. And that fucking, oh, sorry. That, uh, that Orlando Cobra escaped. I don't know if you saw that on the news. I didn't see that. And people had those memes like, I survived the Orlando, Co Orlando Cobra. And it was this Cobra that they found under someone's washing machine near Disney. And I was, like, right there, right? So I was, like, freaking out every time I go outside the hotel for my cigarette. I'm, like, looking around. <laughs> and then where I was, where I was at that hotel, <coughs> I would go out there, like, lie on the grass, have a cigarette and stuff. 
And then really sadly, when I got home, a couple of days later was when that kid got eaten by the alligator, and that was like right, right beside there. Oh, that's right. Wow. That's what. That's right when I went to Disney World. <laughs> yeah, oh, I was there too. I went like two weeks later. Oh, oh okay, so we just missed each other then. Yeah, I went down there, and they were just they just put the signs up, and they were just starting to cut back all the scrub brush. Oh, and they were out there. Um, Finding alligators new homes, and by that I mean they were fucking shooting them. Yeah, <laughs> that, that was yep. probably the year, Jeff. That was probably the year we crossed paths on the way when I was going down and yep. you were coming back because they had covered every alligator and every ride in Disney World. Yeah. Like they just threw blankets over them. They were just hiding them. <laughs> when I went out there yeah. you could, at night, you could listen, you could sit out there at night and hear like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh my goodness, <laughs> down so, by the bay. So they had announced the next day, they were like, yeah, they killed like five or six alligators. So I talked to the one guy who was out there, one of the maintenance guys. I'm like, hey, I hear you killed five or six alligators. He's like, yeah, yeah, five or six. Yeah. yeah I'm lucky like, I came back at all. <laughs> we're relocating them. Yeah, relocating them to, to <laughs> my shoes. <laughs> the time before that, that I went to Florida, to Universal, one night I went out, because I was with my sisters, you know, and you kind of have to do what they do when you go around, right? So my last night there, I was like, fuck it, I'm going to get drunk, right? I go down the city walk. I get drunk at city walk, and I can't find my way back. And by the time I found my way back, I was so tired that I just sat down in front of the Hard Rock where they had that big guitar statue, and I passed out there for, like, two hours. Oh and then I was thinking, like, looking back at it now, I'm like, how did I not get killed or mugged or eaten by something? Or, oh, that's like downtown Disney or whatever. That's not bad. Guess what? If you were in the Disney World, Mickey Mouse would have came out and kicked your fucking ass. I bet so. Mickey don't take that shit. <laughs> so speaking of Disney, back to our Star Wars reference here. There we go. Um, yeah, right after he mentions Lando Calrissian, Dwight Yule does some of the finest eye acting you will ever see in your life. Where he like very ostentatiously looks back and forth and he says, like, who the fuck said that? <laughs> this guy should have been a star. I'm yeah. telling you, he should have—he should have been a rising star. He's—he's yeah. he's perfect in this minute. Yeah. Yeah. So he's going to act like trying to say he's a positive role model, which he's—he is. Leonardo Carrizian is a great character. Yeah. I did say when the new Disney trilogy started up before Force Awakens came out, before we saw any previews, I said there's two things I got to see. One is Lando Calrissian, the other is Admiral Akbar. That's what I need to say. It's a trap. It's a trap. And then they gave me Akbar right out of the gate. Boom. Yeah. Force Awakens. Yeah. And then he's uh, he's in Last Jedi, R.I.P. I just saw <laughs> the eye acting here on um on Dwight Yule here, and it's really really good. like he just he looks like animatronic almost the way his eyeballs go back and forth. It looks great. All right, and uh, I'm not gonna let this go by. I will not drop where he says the N word, but he refers to Lando Calrissian as an Uncle Tom. Yeah. Now, up until this, have you ever heard this terminology? Yes. I'm not aware, but I have heard it before. Yeah, I've heard that. <laughs> yeah, and it's never levied anybody in a good way. <laughs> Except for Warren saying that song, Uncle Tom's Cabin, so. Yeah. So, <laughs> when somebody is called an Uncle Tom now, it's oh, it's usually sent from one black person to another normally. Yeah. Saying basically that they're acting too white or to help white people out or something along those lines. Right. Um, see, if you look it up on Wikipedia, it says, see also, acting white. Or House Negro. Oh, no. Well, if they were acting so, too white, you'd think they would call them Major Tom? Like David Bowie? Ground control to Major yeah. Tom. 
So here's the best part. <laughs> so Uncle Tom became a bad thing to call somebody, obviously. Well, yeah, yeah. But, like, I've read Uncle Tom's Cabin. <laughs> the, uh, the actual book. The book. Is it based and, on a book? Yes. There's a book called Uncle Tom's Cabin. It came out right before, not right before. It came out, like, uh, eight years before the American Civil War. Oh, I just want to say that my analogy and, was to David Bowie, because David Bowie is like, not. I got just you. in case anyone got the wrong idea out there. Don't <laughs> yeah. start sending me letters. <laughs> So, it's um, the book was good. It all the problem was it did both. It did good and bad things. It helped slavery become well known about how shitty it was. Yeah. Uh, but it also came out, a lot of stereotypes came out of that, including the the mammy stereotype of like the older black lady, right? And some of the stereotypes of black children and the Uncle Tom, dutiful, long suffering servant, faithful to his white master. Wow. Uh, I've read the book. He's not really like that. He's more like. Just trying to keep his dignity. He's been a slave like his whole life, and he's just trying not to to be exploited. And he's not really like that. So like, it's one of those like the word just changed over time. Time. Mm-hmm. It's like Uncle Tom went from being like ah, oh, he was just a long suffering Christian slave to like this guy's a piece of shit. <laughs> I've only ever heard those, like, you know word comes up, and then you look up the history of it, and you're like, this is not what this word means. Yeah, I've only heard the mammy thing once, and I think that was in Django. When Samuel L. Jackson says it. Yeah, if there's one thing that uh, Quentin Tarantino enjoys, it's his racism. (laughs) (laughs) And feet. Yeah, don't even get into that. Yeah, so, it's weird. It's one of those things, like, it's a a derogatory term to call somebody now, but when the book came out, it really wouldn't have been. It's just like, eh, whatever. It's not a bad read, if you... I would audiobook it if I were you, but... (laughs) Because it's it's written in 1852, so there's some... uh, Wow! Tiny language in there for you. <laughs> I was I was reading up on some of that slavery stuff with the uh, the Irish who would come over. They would promise that they they were like losing all their land and stuff out there. They would like land grabbing them, and then they would uh, they would trick them. They would say, "Okay, well, if you go work in in the America, we'll ship you to America. You go work there for four years, and then we'll give you whatever you want over there." And they they send them over, and then they would take their children away from them. They'd never see their children again. They would. They would make them work for those four years, and if anything happened, they had to keep going and keep working. If there was the kids, the kids would have to work, like, they can only get their four years after they turned 18. So imagine if you're six, you're working, you're working all the way up to 18, and then you're doing your four years. And then, like, a lot of um, the guys who would buy these slaves, if they had debts or anything, the slaves had to work off their debts. You know, you would, the slaves would go it's, for another... It's, it's not a shitty enough deal to be a slave. I don't believe they called them slaves. I believe they would call them indentured servants. Yes. <laughs> Look at that. That's, there's this, okay, there's two different types. So that's like indentured servitude, which, if you were really bad about it, could basically become slavery. The other slavery that most people think about when you're thinking chains, plantations, that's chattel slavery. That's like, you're a slave when I have kids... They will be slaves. They're born into slavery. Wow. There is no like. It's not that I'm personally a slave. It's that at me and all my progeny, everybody's a slave forever. There's no getting out. There's no way you can get out. You're just a slave forever. That's horrible. Yeah. Uh, here's a go. Here's a uh, before before I let us get out of this minute talking about slavery and other horrific topics. <laughs> In the United States, is all forms of slavery illegal? True or yes or no? I would guess yes. Mm. That would be incorrect. Really? Mm. Um, slavery is still legal if you are convicted of a crime 
So prison slavery is technically still legal. Wow. Um, wow. Damn. It says it in the Constitution. It says one of the, the net, I, no, it's fourteen, fifteen, or sixteen. I can't remember. They all came right, right after each other. I don't remember which one's which. It basically says like slavery is legal. You can't do that unless <laughs> you know. Really? That's why they can use our prisoners as slave labor. Come to my non-existent political show and listen to my rant about the American prison system. We always <laughs> bring up this political show now that we don't have. <laughs> well, I don't have one. So go listen to what's it? Uh, Abe Lincoln's Top Hat. That's a, that's a political story. So it's like from way back then. Like that movie Life, you know, with like Eddie Murphy and Martin Lawrence. Like, yeah. yeah it was like, you know, maybe I'll eat your cold bread. Like that, like from from back then times too. Like since like the original. The, yeah. Uh, once the, once the uh, amendment was made, it was just like, no, no, we, we did away with slavery. Damn. Yeah, except for these guys. And life. Yeah. Basically, oh, so they could like, you still work them on farms and, you know, you do chain gangs and all that fun stuff that we do. My question is, with this, uh, you know, slaves that are prison slaves, why are they always just making big rocks into little rocks? I that maybe something you call like a TV thing. <laughs> Although I did hear at uh, Fabulous Fort Leavenworth, they were actually used uh, as of like within like the last twenty years, they were still making them do that. Really? <laughs> That's just busy work at that point, right? Just yes, here. It's it's cool hand Luke. Go dig a hole over there. Yeah. Wow. Why, why the fuck is this hole here? Fill they, this hole in. They made Rambo do that, and he was Indian. <laughs> Think of that. Serve those ten years right. of Eric and rocks. Alright, so we get to the very end of the minute and he gets what he says he does hit us with the tagline of the, uh, you know, how there's racism even in a galaxy far, far away. Yeah. But you'll have to stay tuned for minute eight to find out all about racism in the Star Wars universe. <laughs> <laughs> Which if you didn't believe there was racism in the Star Wars universe, you my friend have not been on Twitter after the release of these last two movies. <laughs> <laughs> when they were talking about the dark side, they weren't talking about dark side. Oh, dear Lord. <laughs> um, I do love at the end of this minute, he says, check this shit. That's where it ends. Yeah, this minute, it's uh, in the world of movies by minutes, your minutes don't always end right where you want to, but ending on check this shit is a, yeah. pretty, good, is a pretty good ending. Perfect, yeah. Mm -hmm. All right, so Matt or Chris, do you have anything to add to this minute before we uh, move on to minute eight? No, I think we uh, set it off in this minute. Probably <laughs> too much. Uh, Probably too much, some would say. <laughs> you got anything else, Matt? I have some very pressing, urgent news to talk about, but I think I'll save it for the next minute. If you want, I can give you a teaser. Oh, give us a teaser and then go into your plugs. <laughs> Kevin Smith, He-Man, and Clerks 3 read-through. And uh, I guess my plugs would... Alt Stallone, it's a new show I'm working on. We got some really great uh, Stallone stuff that no one's really seen, or maybe some of the people who have earned some of those long lost novelizations, or even novels that we never even knew existed that were tied to Stallone projects. We got some pretty good ones coming out. Uh, you can check those out on Studio Red Band uh, at archive.org. Um, Midnight Club, really cool. Stallone fighting from a wheelchair. <laughs> He has really cool uh, Death of Murphy, Robocop style, blow out his spine, uh, you know, transitional phase in there, pretty cool. But uh, yeah, I guess I'll save some of that for later. Thank you. And we are the James Hunt and Bob Minute. We're on DuelingGenre.com. We're on there with a whole host of other ones like Rocky Minute, Back to the Future Minute, Spider-Man Minute. And that's about it. You got anything else, Jeff? Now, check this shit. We'll be back minute eight.